Welcome back to the Mike and Andrew Show. I'm Andrew Surik here. Merry Christmas to you guys. Mike, how was your Christmas, man? We got a lot to get to, but uh, tell me about it real quick, man. Pretty good, man. Uh, you know, just did the usual, just hung out with family and, you know, got some good stuff. So hopefully everyone else had a very good Christmas this year. I know it uh, wasn't too bad. You know, the weather wasn't too bad either. Yeah, no, weather was really good for us. Um, it was about in the in the low 50s, so kind of nice. Uh, but, yeah, man, just uh, hung out with family, uh, watched a lot of football. So uh, we have a lot to get into, so we're going to get right into it, man. Starting with Thursday night football, uh, we had the Rams and the Saints facing off in L.A. Uh, the Rams winning this one 30-22. Um it was a good game for Stafford, uh, 328 yards, 24 for 34. I mean, he looked really good. Derek Carr actually played a pretty decent game as well. Um, that said, it was, uh, you know, the, uh, the the Rams were up pretty big going into the fourth quarter, and uh, the Saints started to crawl themselves back into this game, but ultimately uh, they fall just short, just eight points short of L.A. Yeah, L.A., man, right now uh... – they were to play in the playoffs, it would be against Detroit, man. Stafford going to try and take down Detroit in the playoffs. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, everyone keeps talking about, you know, like, oh, well, you know, Stafford's going to come in, and then, you know, it's going to be same old Lions, you know, find a way to lose a home playoff game to your former quarterback. I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. Um, but that's just me. So Saturday we had two games. Uh, we had the Steelers hosting the Bengals. For the uh, for the noon slot, um, uh, Steelers winning big here, thirty four to eleven. Uh, Mason Rudolph had a pretty decent game. Um, Jake Browning looked really good for uh, for Cincinnati. Uh, outside of the three interceptions that he threw, I, I feel like you, you'd take those interceptions away, and Cincinnati is a lot closer in this game. Uh, outside of those interceptions, though, he looked really really good. Um, but uh, Pittsburgh just ran away with this one, 17 points in the second quarter, um, and uh, that led to them having a nice, nice win. Yeah, Pittsburgh, man, um, got a nice win. I think they're going to roll with Mason Rudolph for the rest of the season here. Um, this seems like the most reliable of the quarterbacks right now as Pickett's out injured, so I think that's who they're going to be rolling with uh, for the rest of the year and if they make the playoffs. Yeah, I, th- I think that's exactly who they're going to uh, stick with. Um, um, the other Saturday game, we had the Chargers hosting the Bills. This was a very close game. Uh, Buffalo just winning 24-22. to um, You know, Buff- uh, you know, L.A. kept it close in this one. I wasn't really expecting that at all, but uh, um, Josh Allen had a pretty decent game. Um, and then Easton Stick, who was in at quarterback for the Chargers, he looked all right at times, um, but just you know, the uh, at at times that red zone offense just really really started to to slow down. Once once they really got into plus territory, that offense just couldn't do anything. Uh, but Buffalo just somehow able, uh, you know, to get a last second field goal to win this game. Yeah, Buffalo wins the big game and have come on strong here. Um, I. St- Still think Miami's going to win the division. I know Miami uh, clinched as well. But um, Buffalo's been looking good, man. 
Yeah, they've been looking good. Um, my question more about this game is, how do the Chargers go from getting absolutely fucking destroyed by the dog shit Raiders and um, then just, just barely, barely lose to Buffalo? Like, I, I just don't understand it, man. It, it really is. Um, the Vikings and the Lions, they played in Minneapolis on Sunday um, Lions doing something they haven't done in 30 years, and that is clinch the division. Um, you know, it's been a long time coming for Detroit, uh, in general, Detroit sports fans, this franchise. It was a lot. It meant a lot. Um, you can see after the game, you know, Taylor Decker was, was bawling his eyes out because he's been in Detroit his whole career, and he's just so happy to finally do what he's always wanted to do. Uh, with this team and get them into a position to win a division. And he played a big role in that game, um, in this game. Uh, the defense at times looked a little shaky. Um, the problem is is that, you know, Mullins threw four interceptions and they still were this close. It was a 30-24 to win for Detroit. Um, but Mullins threw the last second uh, interception uh, right to uh, Ify Malafonwu. Um, really great pick, by the way. Uh, late round pick by uh, by Brad Holmes there for Detroit, um, and Detroit gets the victory here. Um, and uh, yeah, man, finally they win their division. Yeah, man, long time coming. Uh, great game, you know. Also, tough one as well because they uh, they definitely could have played better. As always, didn't look as good as they did in the Denver game, but. Man, can we talk real quick about Justin Jefferson? That dude is he's number one. Bro. That man's a fucking alien. That dude is alien. They both have their own skill sets. Jefferson, man, you throw it up to him. I mean, look at him at that last drive, man. You throw it up to him, he'll catch anything. Tyreek burns people to speed and gets wide open, but man, Jefferson, he's like the new age Kelvin Johnson, man. You throw it up to him, he's gonna bring it down somehow. Yeah, no, it was crazy. you know, it was uh that, that third and twenty seven after Kaminsky mm-hmm. failed to jump on top of that fumble. And I was oh, like, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, here oh, we go, man. SOL. We we could get this defense off the field right now. Kaminsky doesn't get the fucking uh, fall on that fumble. And then it's third and twenty-seven. You're just like, it's third and twenty-seven, and, and you know it's the same thing. It's like it's like okay, well they could get off the field here, right? It's third and twenty-seven. Um, and then we're gonna have to force them to go for it on fourth down. Let's see what we can do. And Jefferson comes up with a huge. Haul in in double coverage. Absolutely incredible game from him. Uh, Jameer Gibbs also had a really good game for Detroit, rushing for 80 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and, yeah, man, just a really good game from the Lions, offensively especially, defensively. You know, it looked good because, you know, he had four interceptions. But at the same time, man, you, you can't be letting, you know, the Vikings score that many points on you, even with that many interceptions. But moving on... Um, from there, we had the Texans hosting the Browns. Um, obviously, Houston's still without C.J. Stroud. Uh, Joe Flacco had a pretty decent game despite throwing two picks in this. Um, and Cleveland just dominant pretty much the entire game. Um, it was uh, it was 22-7 to uh, going into halftime. And, and just, yeah, just a really good game from, from Cleveland. The defense looked really good. Um, offensively, they look pretty decent outside of Flacco's two picks. He's throwing a lot of picks, but, man, he's still getting a hell of a lot of yards out there in Cleveland. Yeah, man. Um, Browns, man, just 
crazy to see them doing so well. And Lions and Browns, first time both were in 10 win seasons in 70 years, they said. So crazy this season that the two bottom feeders of NFL franchises are uh, now at the top. Could you imagine if the Browns and the Lions faced off in the Super Bowl this year? Because both, obviously both teams have never made it. Lions the only NFC team to have never made it. Um, it would be crazy just to see the Lions and Browns face off in the Super Bowl. Um, because obviously, like I said, you know, both franchises have never been in the Super Bowl before, let alone won one. So, um, yeah, crazy for sure. Um, speaking of crazy... The uh, the Jets hosting the Commanders, winning just narrowly thirty to twenty eight. Um, you know, Washington had a you know a one point lead going into um, late. Well, they had a one point lead late into the uh, the third quarter because um, it, it was all Jets in the first half. Really, uh, it was twenty seven seven, and then Washington just dominated that first half. Um, but uh, five seconds left. And the Jets kick a field goal to win this game. Um, Semyon had a pretty okay day. Jacoby Brissett looked like, I mean, he didn't look like he belonged out there. Granted, he only threw it 13 times, but man, just, he did not look comfortable at all. Um, but Washington somehow able to uh, to get themselves um, a nice uh, win here. Yeah, I mean, this was definitely a mid-off here between both of these teams. Um, just, you know, really bad. Really bad play here. And, um, you know, the Jets get that last-second win, but it's not really going to do much for either of these teams um, as both are, you know, missing the playoffs. Yeah, both these teams sucked. This was one of our toilet bowls this week. Uh, we'll talk about some other ones here, but... Um, Anyways, the uh, the Titans played host to the Seahawks. The Seahawks winning twenty to seventeen. Um, you know, I thought you know t- Tennessee could be in this game. You know, it was ten three at halftime, um, and I was very surprised. I thought Green Bay, uh, not Green Bay. I thought Seattle would run it up on uh, on Tennessee here, um, just because Tennessee's defense is so god awful and that offense can't move. And Green Bay's defense is pretty uh, stout. Why do I keep saying Green Bay? Uh, Seattle's defense is pretty stout this year, um, but uh, it ended up being, uh, you know, basically a last-minute touchdown for uh, for the Seahawks to win this game because it was 17-13, and then a minute left, you know, you have Seattle take the lead, um, and the score would stay that stay the same. Uh, Geno Smith had a really good game in his game back, uh, 25 for 36, 227 yards. This looked really good. Um, and then Derrick Henry uh, led the way for Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, that was a uh, definitely an interesting game there by Seattle to get that last second win, and they have moved into that last playoff spot in the NFC right now. Yeah, just barely getting themselves in, but uh, they're in nonetheless. Uh, the Falcons hosted the Colts, and the Falcons actually got away with a nice win here, 29-10. to Um Taylor Heineke was in for Atlanta. Uh, you know, he, he looked pretty decent, 230 yards passing. Uh, Minshew played a pretty decent game. He did throw an interception, but um, ultimately, man, the uh, the Colts' offense just could not move against Atlanta's, you know, elite-level defense. Um, 
and Bijan actually for once had a somewhat decent game uh, with uh, 122 all-purpose yards. So uh, maybe Atlanta's finally using him just a little bit here. Yeah, finally. Um, Bijan has a good game in Atlanta. I mean, needed the bounce back after that horrible performance last week against the Panthers. Yeah, they desperately needed that. Uh, speaking of the Panthers, they hosted the Packers. Uh, the Pack getting away here with a 33-30 to um, you know, uh, win here. Last second field goal, uh, tied at 30, um, and Green Bay kicks it in for the win here. Uh, I thought this was going to be a blowout. I really did. I, th- I thought Green Bay is just way better than Carolina. Even though Green Bay is a sub-500 team, they're they're just a way better team, uh, especially compared to how just abysmal this uh, Carolina roster is. But Bryce Young actually played a really, really solid game. 23 for 36, 312 yards, and two touchdowns. Maybe he's turning the corner a little bit, but I still think this is a one-off. Yeah, definitely a one-off, I think. Maybe he'll get a little bit better. I mean, he can't be much worse than he is. If not, he's going to lose his starting position here by next year. So he's got to improve somehow. I mean, he can't get much worse. So he'll have some good games. And, you know, I don't want to see him struggle. You know, I I hope that he can figure it out. But, yeah, the uh, Packers here, man, that's that was tough for them to keep it that close with Carolina. Yeah, pretty embarrassing. Um, Speaking of getting embarrassed, though, uh, the Jags, man, they got pretty embarrassed by Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa Bay winning 30-12. to Baker Mayfield, man, he was electric in this game, man. A uh, lot, of, lot of risky passes that he threw, and they were just, like, right on the money. And his receivers were able to catch, catch him like Mike Evans. He had a really nice grab uh, pretty, pretty early on in the game. Um, Trevor Lawrence had an okay day. I mean, two interceptions. You never want to see that. But uh, Jacksonville, man, their defense just couldn't do anything. And this offense, just as of late, just not productive at all. Yeah, man, just really hasn't been. Uh, the Bears hosted the Cardinals in one of our other toilet bowls this week. Um, the Bears winning twenty-seven to sixteen, um, and, and it was pretty much all Bears in the first half. I mean, uh, just a late touchdown in the, in the second quarter by the Cardinals were their only points there, and from there it was just um, a bunch of field goals. Um, in the in this game, uh, but Fields had an okay day, 15 for 27, 170 yards. Kyler Murray played pretty damn good, but uh, yeah, man, when uh, when you when you can't move the ball against Chicago, especially your offense is just straight trash, man. Yeah, I mean, they one that was basically going to be a toilet bowl, and neither of these teams really did much of anything. Yeah, that is for sure. Uh, Miami played host to the Cowboys. This was one of the best games this weekend. Um, Miami winning twenty-two to twenty on a you know a, a field goal with uh, no time left. Um, you know th- this is this is proof that you know Dallas on the road and Dallas at home are two very 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 different teams. Um, but uh, Miami coming off with a clutch, clutch win here. Uh, both Tua and uh, Dak looked really good in this game. Um, very high completion percentages for both, and uh, you know a ton of yards for both. Uh, the ground game couldn't do much at all. 
uh, in this game for either team. Um, but CD Lamb, man, what what a fucking receiver, man. He is awesome. Shout out CD Lamb for winning me my fantasy football championship. Uh, I won my fantasy football league this week, and CD Lamb and Puka Nakua standouts this week. Let's go. Yeah, very, very good game for CD Lamb. Just uh, Dallas's defense just didn't do enough to hold off Miami at the end here, and they fall to 10 and 5. Um, so, yeah. Um, Sunday night football was a very interesting game, to say the least. We had the Broncos face off with the Patriots, and the Patriots pulling off the upset win 26 to 23. Um, Last second field goal to win the game from 56 yards, uh, tied at 23. I thought for sure, you know, this would be a blowout by Denver. They're just, you know, they're a good team right now. But since that loss to the Lions, man, they just, I, I don't know what happened, man. They just fell apart after last week. Yeah, their playoff chances plummeted as well with that loss. Denver, man, they were looking good there. But now I think they're coming back. And, you know, We'll talk about uh, KC as well, um, but this was their chance to move up in the division, maybe even try and steal it, um, or at least for sure walk lock up a wild card spot. They just you can't lose to the Patriots, man. No, they they have to win out if they want to have a chance at the Patri- or a, a chance at the uh, the playoffs here. Um, it's possible, but um, I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, Monday, we had three games on Christmas Day. Uh, yesterday, I guess I should say. Um, you had the Chiefs and the Raiders face off uh, in the afternoon game. Or the noon game, sorry. Uh, and you had the Chiefs losing here 20-14. to The Raiders put up more points defensively than they did offensively. No surprise there. The defense is actually pretty good in Vegas. It's just their offense is so goddamn awful. Um but two touchdowns in seven seconds uh, for this uh, Raiders defense. Uh, they had the scoop and score, and then immediately followed up by a uh, pick six. Um, and I don't know what Patrick Mahomes was looking at in that uh, on that play for the pick six. But uh, yeah, he made some mistakes, and it took him till late in the fourth quarter really to be able to do anything after that he did not look good after a really shaky start you know fumbling the ball to allow Vegas to score and then also you know throwing the pick right after he did not look confident at all in himself or really anyone on the team uh after both those plays but uh good win for for Las Vegas they somehow get a win here but uh, a win's a win in this league yeah Casey I think their dynasty's starting to fall apart man they just Every game, it seems like Mahomes, Kelsey, someone's just not in sync, man. They they look bad this year. I mean, they'll make the playoffs, but they're not going to go back to back. They just got too many problems. No, they they they're right now. I believe they're a four seed. Um, I believe uh, the Bills have the uh, yeah the Bills have the head to head. So um, yeah, Bills have that tiebreaker for uh, being the three seed. Because um, I I, don't, I just don't think either of those teams two teams really can compete with Miami or Baltimore for that matter. Um, and speaking of Baltimore, we'll get to them shortly, man, because that was a great game. But first, we had the afternoon game. We had the Eagles hosting the Giants in a nice NFC East matchup. Um, and this was this was a classic you know matchup between these two teams. Uh, it was all Philly in the first half. 
Um, and then the uh, the Giants just slowly started creeping themselves back up into this game, but uh, just fall eight points short of victory here. And uh, the Philly gets a win, just just barely. Yeah, that was uh, a tough one. Philly, you know, they're winning, but again, they're struggling with having dominant wins. They lost all those games in a row and then needed a big statement win over the Giants, and they really didn't get it. I mean, Giants were in it until the last play of the game, so definitely tough. Yeah, um, I thought the Giants for sure could pull off a nice sneaky upset here, especially the way Philly was playing lately. And just late in that game, Philly didn't look all too great. Um, but uh, the big pick six definitely helped uh, the Giants uh, get at least within, you know, touching distance of victory here. Jalen Hurts had a pretty decent game outside of that pick six. Um, and DeAndre Swift had a pretty damn good game as well, so got to give credit to him. Uh, but the defense just did not look good. And lastly, last night, Monday Night Football, he had the Niners hosting the Ravens. Uh, Niners were coming into this game a six-and-a-half-point favorite. And Brock Purdy laid an egg. Four interceptions in this game, 18 for 32, 255 yards. McCaffrey had a solid game for San Francisco, but, man, just absolute frauds. Um San Francisco, well, not necessarily San Francisco, but but Purdy, um, but yeah, man, just uh, really, really solid game for Baltimore. I had Baltimore winning this game. I know you pick San Francisco, and like I said, man, I, I I like I was saying the last couple of weeks, man, I you know I've been saying Baltimore's might be the best team in football, and they just beat you know quote unquote the best team in football. So yeah, man, and they beat them pretty goddamn handedly, thirty three to nineteen. Yep, they uh, they played good, man. And so Purdy basically threw his MVP out the window with last night's performance, and now Lamar is the front runner. So it's crazy how it's very similar to the Heisman, where week to week, I mean, it changes all the time. You got to be at the top by the end of the year if you want to win the MVP, and you can't have like any bad games, man. So um, Lamar is the MVP front runner now, and. Baltimore now is the best team in the league. Yeah, that is for sure. So we're going to head over into the NFL power rankings now. And moving up five spots to number 10 is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're red hot lately. I don't know if I would put them a top 10 team. Yes, they're on top of their division right now. And Baker has been absolutely insane uh, so far uh, in the last like two or three weeks. Um, but that said, I don't know if I'd put them a top 10 team right now. Uh, they are good. I, I think they're just outside this top 10 at about, you know, maybe 11 or 12, but I just, I just, I can't see an argument right now for them to be a top 10 team. Yeah, I think it's definitely tough, man. I would, I would agree. I think that they're just a little bit outside, but yeah, 10, I guess it's all right. Yeah. Moving down three spots to number nine, finally where they belong below the lions, is the Kansas City Queefs, I mean Chiefs. Um they, and they they queefed this week, that's for sure, man. I mean, they Patrick Mahomes like I said just didn't look confident until late in the fourth quarter. Um and uh you know, lots of mistakes on his end. Um lots of drops too from, you know, the wide receivers, but that's just their trademark at this point. Um and and the defense did enough to win this game. It's just 
Vegas' defense was able to capitalize huge on those mistakes from Patrick Mahomes and uh, are they're the sole reason why the, the Raiders won. But I can see Kansas City being down here at nine. I mean, it's a good it's a good fit for them right now, especially based on record and, you know, just losing to uh, a really bad team in Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, uh, KC, they just look out of sorts. Their defense looks better than their offense this year. They're just melting down right now. I mean, they got to be uh, towards the bottom of this top ten for sure. Yeah, that is for sure. Um, moving up one spot to number eight is the Cleveland Browns. Um, another nice win, uh, this week for them. Joe Flacco, you know, two interceptions, but man, still looking absolutely insane, uh, for the Browns. Um, you know, Cooper, you know, racked in 265 yards. I mean, dude was just catching everything thrown his way. Um, and the defense held up, obviously a big, big win here. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, I, I like the spot for Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, they keep winning, so they got to stay in this top 10. Uh, actually, I, I, I think they should be one higher. The team above them here at seven that also moved up one spot is the Buffalo Bills. I think they should be at eight in my personal opinion, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I'm not going to fret too much about both these teams being where they are or having to be switched. Um, as long as they're right next to each other, I think that's okay. Uh, but the Bills got a scary win here, but able to get the win. Um, you know, Josh Allen had to be clutch, uh, you know, late in this game, and he was able to be put up to the test, and he took that test, and he passed, man. He looked really, really good very late in the game, very clutch times. Uh, so, yeah, I like the spot for Buffalo. I could see them probably being at eight below, um, you know, the uh, – the Browns, but still not a terrible spot that I won't argue too much about. Yeah, I don't mind this spot for them. Uh, right now, I mean, them and the Browns both look pretty good. You know, the Browns have more wins, but Buffalo on paper has the better team, so um, I feel like they're kind of even in that aspect if you look at it like that. So um, I'm fine with their replacement here. Yeah, and no, I'm I'm not too mad about it. Uh, dropping down three spots to number six is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, honestly, man, I, I I still think they're top five team. I really do. I know this was a tough loss to a really good Miami team um, on the road, and they just barely uh, lost this game. Um, you know, the defense was playing very good for most of that game up until very late. Um, allowing Miami to get into field goal range. But I, I don't know if I could drop them out of the top five yet. I mean, yeah, it's a tough loss, but, man, they played a very good game against a very, very good team on the road. Um, I just don't – I just can't really see having them at six here. I still think that it should be at least be number five. Yeah, I could definitely see them being number five here. Um, I'm fine with them at six, but I'm cool with them being top five as well still. Uh, speaking of top five, uh, the Detroit Lions improve um, two spots to number five. Um, you know, clinching a NFC North title, first time in 30 years. Um, having a home playoff game, which they might finally win for the first time in 32 years. Um, you know, 
it was it was shaky at times because you know four interceptions. You know Minnesota shouldn't have been even close to winning this game, and yet they were just you know a good throw to Justin Jefferson away from winning this game. Um, but that said, the Lions defense came up very very big, especially you know like I said, uh, Ify Melifonwu, uh for Detroit. He came up big with that pick at the end of the game. Um, but yeah, man, I like this spot. I could see them being a top five team if at the very most, probably number five here. Um, but yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, pretty solid here. Um, I'd like to see them higher, but for what they've been doing, I think number five is definitely respectable. Um, but yeah, just glad they were able to finally clinch the division. Yeah, moving up one spot to number four is the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, it was it was a, <coughs> a good win over a division rival who's not a very good team, but as of late has actually played pretty decent. Um, but they get a win here, very nice win. Um, you know, the, there's still some questions, especially on the defense right now. Um, about this team, but I like them still. The offense is still very, very productive. Um, I just, you know, like I said, I question the defense at times now, um, you know, allowing New York to creep into this game, but uh, they found a way to hold off New York at the end, and uh, they get themselves a nice win. Yeah, um, bounced back this week, even though it was a little bit tough on them. I wish they would have had more of a blowout game, but still got the W. Yep, moving up one spot again is the Miami Dolphins. They're at number three. Uh, this is a huge, huge win over a really good Dallas team. Now, granted, Dallas on the road averages over 10 points less a game over uh, instead of Dallas at home. But it was a very, very close matchup the entire way through. Um, you know, both defenses actually stood up. I thought this was going to be a shootout just because I, I we know how good these offenses are and you know, Dallas's defense we knew is we know is pretty good. Miami's team is not known for good defense, um, but they get a nice win here, twenty-two to twenty. I like this spot for them at number three. Yeah, I mean, we already know who number one, and number two are. I think there's going to be flip flop this week, so yeah. Yeah, and you're exactly right. Uh, San Francisco went down to number two, and uh, Baltimore went up to number one. Uh, obviously, Baltimore, record-wise, best team in football. They just knocked off the uh, the best team in football. And this opened up the uh, the NFC uh, one-seed race a ton with this loss for uh, San Francisco. Um, no, because we have a three-way tie now for the, uh, for the NFC um you know, number one seed for the playoffs. But uh, I, I still think right now I believe Lions are a three seed still just because of all the tiebreakers and everything. But, um, you know, I could probably you could probably argue Miami to be over San Francisco right now because San Francisco looked like frauds in this game, uh, especially Brock Purdy. But the defense just didn't hold up like they were basically every single week uh, leading up to this game since the trade deadline. Um, they just could not contain Lamar at all. Uh, he used his feet a ton and, uh, yeah. Um, and then at number one, obviously, you know, quite the opposite of what I just said about, uh, San Francisco. They looked amazing. Uh, they were able to shut down Brock Purdy, get four picks off of him 
and uh, get a huge, huge win on the road. So I like these two spots. You could probably argue Miami at number two, but I'm not going to fret about that. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I could see San Francisco being dropped more than they were. I mean, if they would have kept it close and they lost, say, like last second or it was a really close game, then I could see them still being strongly at number two. But they got pretty much manhandled, man. I mean, Baltimore's defense picked them apart, and Lamar had a good game as well. So they just uh, got dominated by uh, Baltimore. Yeah, that is for sure. Um, so that does it for your NFL power rankings. Um, real quick, before we get into college football, we got to talk about the Pistons, man. But before we get into college football, I'm going I'm going off script here. But man, they just broke the NBA they record they, they for consecutive losses. Um Yeah. I, I don't know if they're gonna go two and eighty. I still highly doubt it. At some point they're gonna beat someone. I don't know how, but they're gonna beat someone, I think. Um you know, but man, this is just this is just embarrassing. Thank God there's three other franchises in Detroit right now that are actually good, especially the team that they share the building with in uh, in the Red Wings. But man, just, this is just absolutely embarrassing. It, ownership has to speak up now, right? And so does uh, Troy mean, Weaver. Yeah, I mean, Cade put up 41 tonight, and uh, they still lost. I mean, free Cade right now, man. I feel so bad for Cade, bro. Like. Like, what are we doing, man? We are wasting his time here in Detroit. Like, yeah, so the this is the single-season record for a single season, but the record spanning two seasons, so uh, overlapping, it was 28 by the 76ers back when they went 10-72. and 72. They overlapped uh, the 2014-15 season into the 2015-16. They lost uh, 28 straight, so... Pistons, they lose their next two games to Boston and Toronto to end December. They will be winless in November and December, and they will have officially broken the record um, across like multiple seasons as well. Yeah, just absolutely embarrassing. Like, and, and still radio silence from Troy Weaver and from uh, oh, yeah. from from ownership. I mean, this is. It's, it's like ownership doesn't care. Troy Weaver clearly doesn't care. I I I, I almost wonder if he's just like a dead body rotting in, away in his uh, office right yeah. now, because yeah, what's Tom Gore is doing? Right, that's what I what what's Tom Gore is doing because he's probably dead or or he's off in one of his billions of homes that he owns, and just you know not not caring about this team. I mean, ownership not coming to say anything. Troy Weaver being silent just. What are we doing here, man? Like, do you not know how to run a fucking franchise? At this point, the NBA needs to step in and make Troy Weaver and uh, Gores make an appearance at least, man. Because we we need answers, man. Bro, for real, we need we need something like you aren't even gonna address the fans. Like, we're just gonna keep we're just gonna keep change, sell the team until you do something about it. Like, until this gets fixed or something, man. Because like. Do you want us to live in poverty like this? Like, man, it literally took the sacrifice of the Pistons for the Lions to be good. Yeah, it really, really did, man. It was it's just just terrible all the way around. Um, but yeah, man, uh, the, the Pistons, man, we're going to keep an eye on the situation over the next few yeah. weeks, see if ownership just, says anything. 
I mean, yeah. this, this is getting ridiculous, man. I also want to see who's going to be the team that loses to them because, like, I know we joke they're going to lose 79 in a row and they're going to go 2-80, and 80, but, I mean, they got to win one game, right? Like, they've been, they've been joking. It's like, road to win three, the Pistons or the Panthers. Like, <laughs> at this point, it might be the Panthers, man. I'd be willing to put money on it that the Panthers have have uh, more uh, wins at the end of the season uh, than the Pistons do, man, because it's just getting so much worse, man. Bro, we thought, like, the Sharks were bad or, like... Right, the the, the, sh- the Sharks started off, like, 0-12 or 0-13, and, and then... Right, and that's nothing compared. 27 in a row, bro. They've more than doubled it. Yeah, that's it's just insane, man. But, uh, yeah, um, unfortunate for the Pistons. I- I'm waiting to see if ownership or, you know, Troy Weaver decide to actually, you know be a part of this franchise and, and make, make a statement or something, man. Or if they don't, the NBA needs to step in, do something, force Gores to sell the team, just something, man, because this is just straight-up embarrassing. Embarrassment, man. You're embarrassing Detroit right now. Right. Thank God the Lions and the Red Wings are good right now because uh, oh, yeah. if if they weren't, oh, boy. Um, so, anyways, we're going to move over to college football now. Um, we had a lot of bull games this weekend, especially on Saturday. Um, but uh, we'll get into it Thursday when we were recording. We had Syracuse and South Florida facing off. And South Florida gets a shutout win, 45 nothing in this game. Um, Syracuse was playing a, you know, a... Uh, tight end at uh, at quarterback in this game. He went six for thirteen and eighty four yards. I mean, Syracuse was just trying to run the ball, but uh, F- South Florida had a lot of starters in this game, and they get a nice, nice win here, forty five nothing. Friday we had uh, UCF and Georgia Tech face off in the Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, Georgia Tech winning thirty to seventeen. Um, Mike, just stop me when there's a game that you want to talk about. I know it's a lot of teams that. We don't really care about, but man, um, yeah, I don't even know if there's gonna be a game, man. Uh, South Alabama on Saturday uh, played with Eastern Michigan, winning fifty-nine to ten in the sixty-eight Ventures Bowl. Um, Eastern yeah, Michigan yeah, looked absolutely disgustingly bad. Um, they had uh, they had Cameron McCoy in at quarterback, and he did not look good at all. Um, but yeah, man, that was just embarrassing for Eastern Michigan. At least keep it somewhat close. Um, Duke and Troy play, played each other in the 76 Birmingham Bowl. Uh, Duke winning 17-10. to Not a lot to talk about in this game, but uh, yeah. Um, Northern Illinois beat Arkansas State in the Camellia Bowl 21-19. to And this was an interesting game because, uh, you know, NIU was dominant for, for the first half, really. Um, and then they just didn't score anything else the rest of the game. But <coughs> oh shit. Um, but anyways, uh, Arkansas State just able to get themselves close, but uh, they scored their last touchdown with a minute 14 left. Tried to onside kick it, and uh, that failed obviously. Um, and Northern Illinois just barely holds on. Um, Lockheed Martin Armed Forces bull. You had Air Force playing with James Madison. Um, Air Force showing out for their sponsors, man. Um, 31 to 21 over James Madison. Um, they played a really solid game. I know they had quite a few starters in this game. I don't think James Madison did. Um, 
but uh, you know, the Air Force getting a nice win in front of you know their uh, uh, what is basically their their sponsor f- uh, for for them because you know Air Force and Lockheed Martin. Anyways, uh, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I saw Utah State and Georgia State face off, and normally I'm hype about this game, but I saw so many guys, you know, staying out because the Potato Bowl always seems to have something crazy happen in it. Uh, but nothing crazy happened here. Georgia State wins 45-22. Um, the uh, the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl Northwestern pulls off an upset win over Utah 14 to seven. Both teams missing a ton of starters, but there's a lot of still there's a lot more starters playing for Utah than there was Northwestern surprisingly. Um, and Northwestern gets a nice win here. And then a, a game that I just, it, it's, it seems like to me it's a crime to never have it on Christmas Eve. I don't care if the NFL's on. you got to play it on Christmas Eve. It's the Hawaii Bowl. you got San Jose State and Coastal Carolina facing off. And Coastal Carolina wins it 24-14. to um, Yeah, just uh, crazy. And then uh, today... We had a few games. Uh, the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. We saw Minnesota facing off with Bowling Green. Uh, Minnesota just barely winning, 30-24. to 24. Um, Bowling Green was looking to make a comeback late in the fourth quarter, but uh, they just fall short here. Um, I honestly thought Bowling Green could win this game because just, you know, Minnesota did not look like they wanted to play in this game at all. Um mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, yeah, Minnesota just barely holding on. And then in the first responder bowl, we had Rice and Texas State playing. Uh, Texas State gets a win, 45-21 over Rice. Um, both teams uh, had quite a few starters playing in this game. Uh, I know there's quite a few opt outs as well on both sides, but uh, Texas State getting a nice win here, 45 to 21. So that's gonna do it uh, for. Your bowl games right now, uh, Kansas and UNLV are playing right now in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Um, we'll review that on Tuesday or on Thursday's episode. Um, so now let's get into some games that will lead us up to Thursday. I believe there's only uh, eight games that we have to talk about real quick. Um, the uh, the Military Bowl. Um, we'll have uh, tomorrow. Uh, we have Tulane facing off with Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's favored by ten and a half. Somehow, um, I get it. It's you know Power Five versus Group of Five, but Virginia Tech's ass, man. I'm gonna roll with uh, Tulane here. Yeah, I'm gonna roll with Tulane as well. Not much to say. Uh, we got uh, West Virginia in North Carolina facing off in the uh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Um, West Virginia is actually a six and a half point favorite here. Uh, they're not. There's a lot of starters playing for West Virginia. Uh, North Carolina, it's uh, a barren desert. I'm gonna take West Virginia and the points in this one. Yeah, I'm gonna take West Virginia. This bowl game, man, just <laughs> Duke's Mayo, bro. Where the fucking coach gets Mayo poured on him, man. Fucking disgusting. Look, I love Mayo, man, but yeah, though that's just it's just it's just doing too much. Um, also tomorrow we have a uh, USC and Louisville facing off, um, in the, uh, the direct TV holiday bowl, Louisville's favored by seven points, a uh, lot of opt outs on both sides of this game. It, it's really hard to pick here, but I think I'm going to have to roll with Louisville. Yeah, same. I mean, they're still a seven point favorite after all the opt outs. They're probably going to win. 
Yeah, uh, number 20, Oklahoma State will uh, play with Texas A&M in the uh, Tax Act, uh, Texas Bowl. Oklahoma State, a two-and-a-half-point favorite here. Um, I hate Texas A&M. I think they might have an edge here, but uh, I got to roll with Oklahoma State because fuck the Aggies. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, let's go Oklahoma State here as well. Um, and then Thursday we got four more games. We actually have some pretty decent matchups if uh, you know they weren't uh, full of opt-outs. But uh, we have Boston College and SMU facing off in the uh, Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Um, home game for Boston College, obviously, uh, playing in Fenway Park. SMU is favored by 10 points here. Um, a lot of starters not playing in this game, but I still think I'm going to go with SMU. But I think Boston College will cover. Yeah, I think Boston College is going to cover as well. Again, I really don't have too many strong opinions on these like average to below average bowl games. Yeah, I don't either. Um, Miami and Rutgers will play in the uh, the Bad Boy Mowers oh, Pinstripe Bowl. Uh, Rutgers is actually a one and a half point favorite. <clears throat> um, I'm actually going to roll with them too. Miami has a lot more starters sitting out in this game. Um, and you know Mario Cristobal will always find a way to lose a bowl game, so gotta gotta roll with Rutgers here. Nah, I can't roll with Rutgers, but yeah, you're right about Mario Cristobal. I mean, we're never gonna forget that play this year, man. Just need the ball, bro. Just need the ball. Yeah, he'll find a way to lose this game. Um, Pop Tarts Bowl winner gets a big ass box of Pop Tarts. Um, you have number 25, Kansas State, and number 18, NC State, playing in this game. Um, Kansas State, a two and a half point favorite. Uh, I know, like usual, lots of starters sitting out in this game. Um, I think Kansas State still has a better edge. They're a lot more physical of a team than NC State is. NC State's more of a, um, a if, if this makes sense, a pretty team instead of, you know, a tough team like Kansas State. So I think Kansas State will win this game, and they cover that two and a half. Yeah, I think so as well. I think this game will be tough, though. Um, I could really see both of these teams winning, but I'm, I'm going to go with NC State. All right, that's, that, that's fair. I, I feel like... I feel like whoever's, awesome, I, I feel like whoever's offensive and defensive lines play the most or play the best because they want pop tarts, um, will end up winning this game. It's it's gonna be the it's the fat men are gonna be the reason why this game, uh, or why the team who wins this game wins the game. Let's let's be realistic here. These mm-hmm. these fat motherfuckers want some goddamn pop tarts, and I don't blame them. Um, and then lastly. <clears throat> The uh, the night game on Thursday, we have number 12, Oklahoma, and number 14, Arizona, playing in the Valero Alamo Bowl. Arizona's favored by three points in this game, mostly due to the fact that Oklahoma has pretty much no starters playing in this game. Arizona has a couple. Um, I'm going to have to roll with Arizona here, and I think they cover that three as well. Yeah, I'm going to roll Arizona here. I like their team, man. Yeah, it should be a pretty decent game, this one. Uh, So that's going to do it. We'll talk, obviously, a lot more uh, come this weekend, or come Thursday's episode. Um, But, uh, yeah, that, I think, is going to do it for us today. A little bit shorter episode. Uh, Obviously, um, it's the day after Christmas, so there was a lot to unpack, but uh, we got through it pretty quickly here, so... 
uh, I'll take that. Um, but anyways, Mike, you got anything else you want to talk about before we uh, get going here? Um, no, just stay tuned for next uh, episode for the week here as we continue to go through NFL is coming to a close. We'll probably talk about how the Pistons lost again and yeah, go over these bowl games. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on the Pistons. If Troy Weaver or you know Tom Gores says anything, we'll talk about it. See, break down what they say. But I, I just, I think they're both dead right now, man. I really do. They, they're a corpse lying around somewhere. Cause, uh, yeah, man, just, just embarrassing that no one has spoken. But, uh, yeah, anyways, guys, that's gonna do it from us. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, help us out. You know what the deal is with that I've said it plenty of times before uh, you know let us know what you want to hear and uh, we will see you guys on Thursday